but I'm sure he's on some sort of drug. Honestly, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I think. Have you seen that, like his eyes, the way he looks at the camera? <laughs> so much change in a year, and it's, it's so much uh, focused. It's all been just focused on one area. It just shows how much you can focus and like, put so much effort into one area of, of your life or one area of your work. And it does eventually pay off if you, if you look for those opportunities. You're so one way, and that's fantastic, but that's the issue as well. Like, you're, yeah. so, you're so tunnel vision that you really want to be this football illustrator, but you don't realize that by doing the stuff you're doing is great, but you don't realize that's also a hindrance because you could grow faster if you were over here in this job. Probably my first work experience as well, thinking I was the dog's butler sort of thing, like the next, like the shit hot designer. <laughs> um, Trying to be better in every sense of the word, whether that's kind of physically, mentally, design-wise, photography-wise, whatever, just generally trying to be better that I don't really take the time to be like, oh, I wonder what, you know, so-and-so is doing. Oh, you can record through this? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going. I think it's going. We're on. This is the podcast. Welcome to a pre-Christmas ramble chat with Mr. Drew King. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how are you? How, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? You having a good day? Have a good Monday? Nice. It's been all right. I'm waiting for a call um, from a job interview. That's just the things are changing. Time to change it. I'm not sure I've told you this, but times are changing. Um, I've, I've gone for a job. And okay. I'm just waiting for a call. Hopefully it's today. Um, but I went there Friday and had a really, another really good chat, like almost like a third interview. Uh, so I'm still waiting what, on the call. The design position or something completely yeah. different? Yeah, I probably should have done, shouldn't have mentioned this in the podcast. I, I might just have to cut this out now. <laughs> no, it's just at the start, I'll have to cut it out. But um, this graphic design. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what? That's bad. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm waiting to hear back like after the third interview. Yeah. That's huge, man. Well, all the best cool. for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. mean, that's what, I mean, that's kind of, you niche down, I noticed over the past, um, like, six months or so, you start to niche down that kind of football niche, and yeah. it's worked, right? I mean, obviously, it's taken some time, but. That's actually, we could just start on that bit, like, let's start on this point where this, yeah, niching down into something and finding something you love, and then really going down into that route has been, has been huge this year for me especially something i've realized is that going going from doing logos for for everyone and branding for everyone into going down the football route finding designs and working on that for like six months and then finally getting to someone when we're getting interviews for this top football club even if i don't get the job it's like wow that's that's incredible like it's it's so much change in a year and it's, it's so much um, focused it's all been just focused on one area it just shows how much you can focus and like put so much effort into one area of of your life or one area of your work and it does eventually pay off if you if you look for those opportunities. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's just kind of how you put yourself out online and even just in person, like when people ask you what you do, um, mm. if you say, oh, I make logos, or if you say, oh, I make logos for football, or I, I make logos for football teams or for magazines for football teams or whatever, it has such a crazy effect because then you become the football logo guy. You're yeah. not just the logo guy or you are the football designer. You're not just the designer. And so I find when you, like, you give yourself some kind of title or some kind of niche, you really just rock it. And you can tell it with your Instagram content and your website and your about page on your website. I literally just read that like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but you like your LinkedIn, everything, you've really, really niched down. But you've done it right because you've done it everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, the about stuff needs to be rewritten probably. I'm terrible with words. So um, we're so, designers, we're not, you know, that's, that's not our job. <laughs> straight, straight. We make things look pretty. We don't, we don't type things out right. Yeah, that's what type, uh, what's it called? Copywriters are for. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's been when you've had you've had a bit of a change in path. Like you've gone to more the more video and photography stuff now, or are you still doing design? Um, so I still like I, I still design everything quite a bit, um, but it just happens to be the stuff that I share ends up being more photography. Um, well. It's mainly photography. Every now and again, it's videography, not too often, um, but nonetheless, like camera work, mm. um, kind of that kind of stuff. Um, I've been doing that a little bit more and I can kind of do that when I go to like events or when I go to like a food market or whatever, you know, just kind of have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Um, but since I'm, I, I find it's, it, it's a bit faster to do that kind of stuff. Um, when I design, I usually take quite some time because, you know, I kind of, I do, I do my research. I make sure I think through what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. And it takes a little bit longer. So I just don't end up posting that much. Right. And I do post the odd design stuff, but it just kind of gets filtered through all the pictures and all the videos and everything else that I post. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fair enough. And have you seen like, a big change in your own work uh, over, the, over the course of 2019? Like what yeah. sort of? Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. The one thing, like, I mean, this is a completely different topic and I'm sure you've talked about it a thousand times over, but Social media, right? Everyone's like 50-50 on it. Uh, the one thing that I think is great about it is it's a, it's a big archive of work. Um, if I can scroll back and look at this time last year and I can scroll up and see what I posted recently, whether it's design work or, or like kind of photo work or video work, there's such a big change that you don't realize because you just kind of assume your work's similar, right? You assume you've progressed a little bit, but not too much. I'm sure you've had the same thing with your illustrations. Yeah, yeah. You kind of look back a couple months and you go, well, actually, I've completely changed the way I do it, but you do it so like incrementally, mm. you don't really notice. And that, that's always a cool point to see. And it makes you like feel good, you know? Are you ever looking at other people's work and like seeing what you can take out of their work and put into your own? Are you, are you trying yeah, to, so I, in my mind, I always have like the focus of improving. I always want the next illustration to be better than my last one. Yeah. But uh, I, I, there's a good point where you don't. I don't know. I saw. I don't know. I don't know if about like the the social media where I look back. I know. I do look back, and it's like terrible compared to what it is now. And I'm sure I will do the same in like a year's time. But oh yeah. Um, I, I do always have that mind of improving mindset of improving it. I think I it's good it's, to have that. Yeah. Our age as well, kind of being, you know, both under what 25. We're at that point where we're you know, we're still trying to get jobs, we're still trying to get a freelance career going, whichever path we end up going down. Mm. I think it's good to keep that improvement up. Because some people, I think when you get a little bit further in your career, and you get a bit more comfortable with the money you're making, people get comfortable. And so they don't really try to improve. If I looked back at my work, well, let's say I was, you know, 40 odd. And let's say I looked back at my work for the past five years, and I was like, oh, yeah, that still looks good. There'd be something wrong, because I wouldn't have been improving. If I look back at my work from six months ago, I'm like, well, oh, it's all right, but I, I should have done this, this, and this, and this. Or I've learned this, this, and this, and this. Mm. But when I think you get a little bit older and you get a little bit mature in your career, you kind of look at your old work and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. And you don't really actively kind of improve on it. It might be our proactiveness is, is yeah. kind of the way you know our brains take. Well, that's what I was, I was going to mention this, and this might be a good talking topic for the podcast is yeah. that we are, we are we are proactive people. We try and um, yeah, we try ourselves. Left. We try and uh, make uh, we just try and try and be better, like outside of design as well. Just try and be better people. And we talked about it off off podcast and when we mm -hmm. met up in person as well. And it's so cool to see other people doing the same thing and sort of like when we have conversations up in Sheffield. It's we, we're just talking about improvement and like what twenty one year old is doing that. It just doesn't feel 
It doesn't feel like the mass mass amount of people are doing that. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I actually had this conversation a few times with a handful of people. Um, but I guess you don't really like, I can't say that I really think about what other 21 year olds are like, because I find that I'm trying to do my own thing so much. And I'm, you know, just trying to, trying to be better in every sense of the word, whether that's kind of physically, mentally, design wise, photography wise, whatever, just generally trying to be better that I don't really take the time to be like, oh, I wonder what, you know, so-and-so is doing. Um, but then when we kind of have these conversations and it gives you a minute to reflect, I guess that some people aren't, um, but that's fine. You know, I think a lot of people put a bit of negative connotation on that kind of stuff about not being proactive. Um, and if you don't want to be proactive, then don't be proactive. You know, it's not like a, it doesn't make us better people. It doesn't make us better than anyone else. It's just, we think a little differently. Yeah. I was just, yeah, it does lead to better situations though if you keep improving yourself. Like, I guess it, yeah, it, it does in a way that like you get to meet um, kind of more experienced people and you get to have conversations that you wouldn't normally necessarily get to have. Um, but it is, you know, it's as long as you enjoy it, I think that's the biggest thing. You have to want to be proactive. If you force yeah. yourself to do it, you'll burn out really quick. If you don't want to meet people, if you don't want to have these conversations, if you don't want to have conversations like this, then you you'll do it, but you won't enjoy it. And then you'll kind of get burnt out. You really have to love kind of the process of it. Do you think it's a personality type? Do you think like that's a trait that we just have? And do you think it can be learned? Yeah, yeah, I do think so. Because I don't think I was always proactive. I think it was more of a, over the past three, four years where I kind of went, I, I realized there was an industry um, and I think I'm not sure about you, but I, I think we both started designing and just being creative from a pretty young age. Mm. Um, but I never really realized there was an industry. I didn't really realize there was jobs. <laughs> um, and then as I kind of got a bit older, I started to realize that that was a thing. When I moved to the city for uni, I kind of saw everything and it kind of clicked that I was like, right, I have to, you know, kind of push myself a little bit to get into the industry. And yeah, maybe, maybe it is a, a personality trait but i think it's more of a realization i think a lot of people realize you know oh i have to do this to get that you can't just sit around and hope something's going to come to you yeah yeah and that's that's what then i was talking i was talking on another podcast and I, was, I felt like there was almost half half of our kids our age group like they just they just think that they'll be getting into the they're gonna just think they'll get out get out maybe out of university or they'll get into a job and then be stuck there for life and that's sort of i mean it's okay if they want to do that but it just feels like there's no real urge to, to want to progress it just feels like everything's written out for them and then they just go and they just sort of settle into it and i just think i think there's some people like yourself and just really push it and it just i don't know it just takes off for them i just i just think there's a certain different type of personality that really pushes themselves and really um i don't know if it's career-wise but just really wants to like push it as far as it can go um i'm not talking about you know working four hours uh, getting four hours sleep and i'm not talking about um working all hours of the day but i mean just just energy of work and just being really excited about it a lot of the time and uh, there's a lot of people that wouldn't go out of university outside of university time and do their own work or do a bit of freelance work on the side and i think people that do do it and it's just it's just really uh it's a cool trait to have it's cool um like it just shows it just shows that you're you're pushing yourself it just it's just uh I like it. <laughs> yeah, it might be, you know, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe um, 
people kind of like me and yourself who who try and push ourselves and push our own boundaries and and keep making work even whether it's once a week once a month as long as work is being made it's still in that area of like trying to push it um but yeah maybe it's maybe it's personality trait maybe it's something we got from our parents or friends or like uh, peers like whether we're um whether it's people like i've learned from uni or from my tutors or whether it's people that you've met through podcasting i mean i think that's a big thing that you kind of have to remember as well you've spoken to so many people whether they're big influencers small influencers big designers small designers whatever the case you've had what 150 recorded conversations with these people that think in this certain way so maybe what you've done over time is you've taken kind of subconsciously as well as consciously you've kind of taken this advice and the way they do things and gone oh yeah let me try that Mm. and then after you do it for so long it just becomes second nature yeah i definitely think that from from the podcast i've taken so much from it and and I mean, even the advice from uh, the least, you know, the podcast and tour thing that I did back in September, um, August time was. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, you went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally, the direct advice I took from that, from some from the episodes and from some of the ones that haven't even come out yet, because I've been so lack on um, editing them. But <laughs> uh, yeah, just I've literally taken that advice and gone and done it. Like this, this interview for this job, it's, it's literally come from the uh, the podcast and tour, really, like me wanting to. to change a little bit and people are telling me that I don't you know I'm so stuck in my ways I just want to work with these clubs for my on my own back why not try and get into a football club rather than rather than like, that's an amazing feat to have that's an amazing like place yeah, to be definitely. and that changed my mindset completely and it's just listening to people that are older than you and have a bit a little bit more wisdom than you and it's, it's really flips my mindset um, I just I just think that there needs to be more 21 year olds there needs to be more you know, young people that in 2020 are going for it are trying to push themselves a little bit more rather than just sitting back a bit. I think, I don't know. I feel like we're a bit too relaxed as a, as a young populace. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do. I see what you mean because, you know, don't get me wrong. I've seen people who are kind of at uni who don't really try and push those boundaries and who are on my course for the sake of being on the course. You know, they don't really enjoy the work. They don't like the work, but they're just there for the degree for the, for the status of it. Um, that's where I kind of feel a bit unsure whether people should be on it or not. I'm sure there might be a better course for them somewhere else where they'll actually enjoy it. Um, but, you know, there are some people that are our age that get out of college, get out of uni, and just want to live a kind of quote-unquote normal life in the sense of they get a job in a company, they work nine to five, they do that for however long, you know, they have a wife, they have kids, and they keep just working their way up the company ladder. Yeah. Um, some people are okay with that, and that's fine. You know, there's no... I wouldn't say there's a there's a problem with not being um, too kind of pushing on yourself, um, but there's definitely a there's definitely a difference in mindset and the way people speak. I've noticed depending on what they do. Um, if they do like, are they comfortable with working a nine to five? <laughs> I'll tell you what, take, it, take it if you want. No, no, it's all good. I'll put it on airplane mode. Answer it more. Pick it up later. Um, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now, but yeah. Um, so some people are comfortable working that nine to five, um, and that's as long as they're happy. I think that's the biggest thing, right? No matter whether you're like super proactive or you're not proactive or designer, or whatever. As long as you're happy in the work you do, because at the end of the day, we're working give or take nine to five, five days a week. That's a lot of time, mm. and if you hate it, you're doing something wrong. And yeah, you know, you might have to work at Sainsbury's, Tesco, or whatever nine to five for a couple of years or a couple of months to pay your bills. But as long as you have that 
kind of not end goal, but you know, goal where you want to be within the next amount of time, then I, you know, whether that's kind of, you know, be a freelancer or work at, you know, a football club, or even if that's get a higher, get a promotion or work higher in the company ladder. I think that's, that's what it's all about. Just kind of finding what path you want to be on mm. and just doing that. Cause the other day we're 21. We've got so much time left. There's no, but yeah, I think <laughs> you never know. But no, there's like, there's no rush, you know, and it's just about taking that step by step and seeing where you end up. Do you think we're lucky that we found it so young? Like we found something that yes. we really, really want to do. Yeah, I do. I think that there's a lot of people and I've kind of seen a lot of articles and stuff where people find what they want to do at like 34, you know, 35. They still do really well. They're still really successful. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you never know. Maybe we might have a career switch in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, yeah, I do definitely think we're very lucky that we kind of found this from a, a, a younger age than most and went, this is, where I want to work for the rest of my life. Because I think some people that work at Sainsbury's and Tesco and that aren't, you know, I keep saying Sainsbury's and Tesco, but you know, general nine to five kind of office jobs or whatever that aren't happy and that aren't really satisfied with it, usually don't know what they want to do. They yeah, don't know where they want to go. Do you, I see that a lot as well. People coming out of, of university that like you say, have done degrees and they're not, you know, they don't want to be an illustrator, but they've done an illustration degree because it seemed fun yeah. and it seemed easy. Um, and it's just leaving people just taking like a, a year off, like just to find out what they do. I think that's really important to find out what you, what you want to do in life. And yeah, I think, I think the focus is, it needs to be on that a bit more. I think you need to, because I, I, my problem with school, with school is that you've got uh, a system that wants you to get a job or a system that wants you to get English maths, which is important, obviously. And then science. And then like they don't focus on the individual. They don't oh, focus yeah. on like they just want people to be the same. It's like a cookie cutter sort of thing. And if, if they focused on the individual more, say like, I don't know, someone was really, really, really good at sports and maybe they could push them more into towards the sports way and they can like say, okay, maybe science isn't your, your the strongest subject. So maybe we'll do an extra PE or, or like, I don't know, even the other way around, maybe your science is really good. Um, maybe you want to be a scientist. Maybe you don't need to do PE. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it should be a bit more tailored. Um, and yeah. I know that's going to be a lot like very hard to do um changing the school system i think eventually fingers crossed that something like that happens um obviously you have college where you can kind of i mean you can do a levels which again is still quite broad or you can do a btech um which is kind of more uh, more of a specific course and then uni you pick what you want mm -hmm. but i do think at school they should kind of push that a little bit more but then again i didn't know what i wanted to do i had no idea what i wanted to do in school um, I was awful at art. I'm still awful at art, but I'm pushing towards the design side and now even the photography side of things. But I had zero idea that I wanted to do anything like that. Um, and I started with like Minecraft banners, right? Like making Minecraft profile pictures and all that kind of stuff. And all my friends were like, oh, that's so cool. I was like 13, 14 at the time, maybe. And now, I mean, I'm six months away from graduating and then that it, well in that field is going to be my job my income like what <laughs> like I, you know you don't you don't expect these things to happen um but maybe kind of getting them from an earlier age would be beneficial for people i don't know that's do, a, do you ever have the careers advisor at school do you ever have like uh the, the chat with the careers advisor no no i never had so i, I have a career advisor now at uni um yeah. i get a lot of advice from and, and i kind of bounce ideas off them but i'm already set in my ways i'm already set in the path I want to go down. I never had someone sit me down at school and say, 
what do you like? Where do you want to go? What do you want? No, never had that. Because I remember we had one at school. I can't remember what I said. Um, no, I can't remember what I said. I might have said something to do with sports, but uh, at the at the um, at the college one when we went to college, it's for the American people, it's like sixth form, so it's seventeen, eighteen years old, six, uh, 16, 17, 18 years old, and yeah, I definitely said graphic design. And I, I'm pretty sure she said, "What about the money and that money side of it?" And I'm just like, well, to be honest, I don't need to be here at college. I could get, could have a, an internship or someone, or could have work experience or being writing an apprenticeship right now. But because I have to be here, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And because my parents are making me, it's like <laughs> people just don't get it. I, it the class of careers advisor, you're killing someone's dream by saying that. How, how can you be a careers advisor? I think maybe going back to the kind of the mindset thing, maybe the mindset of us uh, and, and people in our, you know, in our circles, in our networks is when you get told you can't, yeah. you kind of go, yeah, but let me try it sort of thing. Yeah. If you go through a careers advisor like you said, and they're kind of like, yeah, but you can't make a living from that. There's a part of you that goes, yeah, but I might be able to <laughs> prove them wrong. Yeah. Prove them wrong. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I hoping I will do. But uh, <laughs> oh, there goes the microphone. Um, <laughs> so, what, what made you um, kind of make the decision to go for a full time position over what you're doing now? So, let's say let's say without perspective, of course. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard because obviously, if I don't get the job, I'll be gutted. But yeah, but uh, I think mean, the interview so far, it, it seems promising. It it does, but also. Even if I don't get it, I'm not. I, I probably will. St I'm still leaning towards getting some sort of job in a sports design agency or a sports something, because right now at, at 21, uh, I've been doing my freelance stuff for, for a year now, um, solid as in a year on. Um, whereas I've only ever done it on and off for for like the last couple of years. It's going all right. I mean, I've got picking up a little bit. Um, the clients, are, stronger clients, are growing here and there. But most of my work is coming from graphic designers. And I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. From the podcast and from all the stuff I've done, I'm getting more work from other designers than they am actual clients, which is great because it's you know still we're still an income and I, I love doing that work. But it's um, I think it's still something that I could do on the side. And I, I think uh, right now, um, going into 2020, I think I think a full time job in something that I love. That's one thing I've missed throughout my, my my career, if you want to call it, or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, saying that word, isn't it? At twenty one, like, yeah. <laughs> throughout my job so far, that's something that I've missed. I haven't had, I've never really had a job that I really love. I really love. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And I've had I've had it, like work experiences that I've liked, but I've never had a job that I love. And yeah. I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be good to see how, if I can fit into that again. Um, I think it comes from the insecurity thing of money again. I, I just yeah, I mean, do need some more money. It's it's a big it's a big thing, right? And a lot of um, I'm not sure about you, but kind of advice that I've I've gotten from designers that are a little bit older, or advice that I like read on articles and Instagram and stuff. Are always like, oh, don't work for the money, work for the love of it. <laughs> that's all great. Listen, we like what we do. That's the reason we still do it. But yeah, we've got bills to pay. We need money. We need to. We you know we got to put food on the table. It. Yeah, it's not a main driving factor, but at least personally for me, it's one of them. You know, I have rent to pay. I have, you know, all these other bills to pay. I can't pay that with exposure. I can't pay that with, you know, potential to get more work. So kind of making sure that that is a focus. And sometimes, I mean, you know, you have to make that decision when you go, right, let me do this on the side. 
and let me take on a full-time position, whatever that ends up being, whether that is in design or whether that's, you kind of have to go into something that isn't in the creative field just to, you know, to make me tend. You know, it's so weird how at the start of the year, I would have never have thought about taking a job. But now because yeah. of the people I've spoken to, the, the wiser heads of, of people that have been on the podcast, it's just it's just completely switched my mindset. And it's it's so interesting to see people's mindset switch. And not just not just from my own mindset, but it's um yeah, it's just like it's like hi, oh, that's development. Like that just feels like you're moving on. It feels like you're progressing because you've developed oh, yeah. a, a thinking and and that that people telling me, you know, just don't relax a bit. You don't have to be so tunnel visioned. And then um specifically it was it was Damien Kidd uh, up in Newcastle for that podcast I, re- I like how you remember who it was that's really good to yeah. know exactly who said it and what the advice was that's always good I think the podcast is going to come out in a couple of weeks but it's it's saying it's, it's so it, it was so like I couldn't I couldn't see what he was saying until after the podcast when when Matt explained it to me um I, yeah it was it's a real turning point of the whole trip it's like oh shit maybe maybe I should get a job maybe it's it's like I've got so like you say, I've got so much time. Maybe it's it's worth getting that experience from a role which I'll enjoy, or which I can learn from someone sitting next to someone. I can develop even faster by sitting next to someone and not being so um, stubborn uh, and so uh, just wanting to do it on my own. Like it's it's going to be so much harder doing it on my own, and, and rather than learning faster by sitting next to someone and being in an environment where you can learn faster and they give you all the tools and yeah, it's it's a cool realization. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can completely agree. So at the start of the year, um, I was like, you know, freelance, freelance, freelance. That's what I want to yeah. do. I wanna, that's, that's it. And I had a couple of conversations with people. I spoke to some people. I spoke to a couple of people who had families. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, I, I work full time as an animator or as a designer at so-and-so company. And I'm like, oh, how come? And they're like, I've got a kid. I've got mortgage. You know, I've got a mortgage. And that kind of hit me. And I was like, I'm, I've just been, for some reason, I don't know why, but I was in a similar position where I was so stuck and stubborn on being a freelancer and working for myself that I never considered being like, well, even if I was working for a company, I'd still be making something. I'd still be creating work and I'm fine with that. But my, I didn't think that way. And so again, through conversations that I was having with people at events, now at the end of the year, going into graduating in the next six months, I've kind of gone, whether I end up freelance, whether I end up working for a company, I'm happy either way. And nice. at the start of the year, I didn't think like that at all. So yeah, very, very similar kind of thought process. Is there any conversations that you, you remember specifically, like who, who changed your mind? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so exactly. Not as far, specifically, there was this one guy um, called uh, Ben Ibbinson. Um, I might actually send him this because, <laughs> but he's a really nice guy. Um, and I met him a couple of times. I first met him at Doodle Club um, nice. and I kind of started seeing him around and he freelances alongside working as a full-time animator. Um, and I, I bumped into him at an event and I, this is when I was going through the stage of trying to understand what I wanted to do. Um, so I brought up the conversation and I was like, you know, how come you don't um, freelance, uh, freelance full-time? And he goes, well, I, you know, I have my wife, I have to kind of, you know, make sure she's okay. And I have to like keep my child fed. And I was like, you've got a kid <laughs> i was like what and he's like yeah i don't know i can't remember how old uh, his kid is but they're really young they're under five i think um and it kind of hit me and i was like i've been so stuck thinking this way and this guy has a wife a kid a home a mortgage and he like and it was one of those moments where i kind of went oh 
And then I went home and I kind of, I thought about it for a good, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, realizing that it's not the only way. And it was specifically that conversation that kind of made me go. Mm. Yeah, I guess very, very similar thing where you've kind of gone through that just by speaking to people on the podcast. I I think that stubbornness, like, I'm trying to understand where it came from. I think it's probably a little bit of social media, um, a little bit ego driven. Um, Oh, yeah, I think with social media, you're reading that stuff all the time. And I think in the freelance world and in, in uh, again, maybe the thing with our mindset, even though we might be a little bit proactive, naturally, you're going to have that negative flaw. You're going to have negative flaws to it that don't really add up. You don't really see. And I think one of them might be like, it might have been a little bit of an ego drive to try and prove yourself and whoever around you. Yep. But at the time, at least for myself, I couldn't admit that because I didn't see it. Now I look back, I can be like, yeah, I was a little bit. You know, I was definitely thinking a little bit too much about my um, kind of name and my my rep of sorts that I didn't really think it through properly. Yeah, well, I I definitely think that's that's my case as well. Where you you know you've tried. To, I mean, it's a little a lot of work trying to try and put so much time into it, and it's and you know if you go and speak to grandparents or other people that are more enthusiastic when you tell them about a job interview rather than yeah. what you're working on and that's a bit disappointing it's just it is a bit disheartening and then you come away from that thinking oh, i've got to get some more working to prove them wrong and, and that does drive you to a certain extent and has done for the last year for me but it's i think it's come to the point where i've also realized um like just just talking to people just not you don't have to go this way you don't have to oh yeah you can change this it's not it's like an ebb and flow thing you can go up and down and, and change direction it's, it's not going to be yeah definitely yeah it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, a, a scratch on your name like that's a silly thing to worry about and my, my one of the big things as well is you know everyone thinks of Aaron Draplin we both love him everyone thinks of Aaron Draplin yeah he works for himself he's he's rich because he works for himself but think about all the things he learned whilst working for other people yeah he, he, he worked and all the also the gritty stuff that he did as well you know worked in um uh, soup was it soup kitchens or he worked in the kitchens um, I think yeah but again you know like we were talking about beforehand it doesn't matter where you start. Mm. but soup kitchen uh, supermarket whatever sometimes you have to do that and now look at him super successful one of the arguably one of the biggest like name designers out there yeah i think he i'd I'd say he's the biggest designer in 2019 going into 2020 i'd say he's the biggest um Mm. like bigger than people prefer i I reckon people like him over paul share or or michael beirut or people like that because he's he's more seems more personal um yeah definitely yeah, I always have this tier list of like designers in my in my, in my head, and people say, oh, they're all on the same level. It's hard to compare them, but I really do have like a list of of who's better than others." <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I think um, it, it's I think at a certain point, everyone's work is good. Everyone's work is really good. You like it. After that point, it becomes who you kind of relate to the most, and who Absolutely. you like the most for them, for their personality work aside um and that's when uh, kind of these people like aaron who are like very personable and just very genuine throw themselves like they go up the list because everyone's work kind of becomes of this really really good standard but then it's about them mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's like he's built him himself into a brand now and it's it's incredible to see what he's done. it seems whether it was like kind of planned or not it seems accidental you know, it seems like he was just putting himself across. There might have been a bit of marketing there. You don't really know the behind the scenes. 
but that's a good thing. He's made it look flawless, which is very, very difficult to do. And I have a lot of respect for him for doing that. At least I haven't, like, I haven't seen a lot of the kind of development of him because mm. um, I've only been following him for like, you know, uh, about three, four years or so. Um, have you read his book though? No, I haven't. No, no, I need. Uh, so you get to get it. Yeah. Why does it? Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm not, I'm familiar with him, but I don't really know his story or anything like that. Um, but definitely reading something like that would probably give you a bit more insight. But to kind of an outsider of his life, it looks quite flawless, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is coming up, so you can ask Rick for Christmas. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot about that. I might do that. But, um, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's a really cool story of, of just him going through different different jobs and different... It's just it is his story. And uh, oh, all yeah, the design work he did for like snowboarding companies and skateboarding stuff. And it's, yeah, it's awesome to see his, his progress because uh, it shows all his old work as well were you a bit worried about falling down well no no sorry let me rephrase that so were you a bit worried about being so stubborn that you were just going to go down one path and that was it you were just going to freelance in whatever niche you picked for the rest of your life no i always believed i didn't i wasn't worried about it i always sort of believed i could do it uh yeah. I, sort of, I sort of thought well yeah, I'm gonna be the first person to make it work. I'm gonna be the first. I know my illustration is not good enough to to work for Premier League football club just yet, and I've had the audacity to to message football clubs, Premier League football clubs, and try and see if they work you with them. To. Like you, you have yeah. to ask. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't really scared of of going down one path because I like, I really do want to do at the moment. I really don't want to do football club design. I want to do football stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's just that switching mindset where it's, it's like I don't have to, and I can, I don't have to be this big thing right now. I, I don't have to be this this football designer right now. I can do something I really really love, and then build up my knowledge, and then slowly get that like say Aaron Draplin did, or mm. I know people. And my my other thought was, well, why can't I do that now? Maybe I should want to do that now. But like with with being a young designer, I think some people, especially myself my old thoughts was like I, I want everything now um i wasn't impatient i was i was really impatient and that's probably oh, yeah. something that we struggle with uh, a lot with everything that's on social media as well i know i don't want to keep blaming social media but our generation's terrible with being impatient just um yeah just wanting I, everything now. <laughs> I think maybe that's kind of why we had um kind of a similar thought process in that sense and i, I think i again i can say it was the same where um a little bit earlier maybe a year ago or so I was thinking, you know, kind of, kind of going back to the start of the year, I was like freelance, freelance, freelance in the sense of, I didn't want to do anything else, but I wasn't open to the idea of doing anything else. But now maybe I'll freelance straight out of uni. Maybe I won't. That's fine. Maybe I'll work in a job for 10 years and then I'll freelance for 10 years and then go back into a job for 10 years. For a long time, I was kind of in a similar way where I was like, this is, I want to go down this route and I want to, I can like, I can do it. Not being open to anything else but that was uh, like that's the hindrance that's what i was explaining that's what damien sort of said to me like you're so one way and that's fantastic but that's the issue as well like you're yeah. so you're so tunnel vision that you really want to be this football illustrator but you don't realize that by doing the stuff you're doing is great but you don't realize that's also a hindrance because you could grow faster if you were over here in this job and, you, and if you worked for this big football club and and did the job for them you would grow as a person you would grow as um just a designer a creative a lot quicker than if you just carried on this part this this almost direct path to where you want to go but actually by going around you get there quicker does that make yeah. sense yeah yeah no no definitely so uh, i'm glad i'm taking the the, the round route <laughs> well, it seems like 
2019 for both me and you has been yeah. quite we've kind of discovered the same idea uh, or the same way of thinking in the sense that we were both pretty uh, stubborn uh, i guess and naive i guess is a good word for it um but now definitely just through I mean, people with kind of you've met through podcasting people that i've met through through meeting people and people like you and matt you know just having conversations we've kind of both ended the year with the both uh, can't speak we both ended the year with kind of this realization of we've got so much time left but then i think subconsciously for me i, I was impatient i, I can't say i've ever really thought about it but i think i was like yeah let's, let's go now let's go now when 21 man we've got so much time and i think you kind of realize that is some projects you know take uh, you know a week two weeks a month two months three months but when before i was like oh you know get the project out now da, 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 da. when whether it's projects or whether it's what you think it takes time yeah yeah and, and yeah i've changed my mindset and also the way i wanted to, my career to end so i don't know if you've oh, thought about okay. this at all well, no, I've like, never. That's really no. I've, I can't say I've ever thought about where I want to end. Yeah. Well, then where where do you want to end up? Where's <laughs> this might sound really bad now, but I wanted to be like this big design legend. I wanted to be like like Aaron Draplin, I guess, and um, I wanted to do it as fast as possible. And now I'm I'm really pleased to say that that's not really my end goal anymore. I just want to. Okay. Wow. Want, yeah. I know. So what's <laughs> what's the new end goal now? Just to be content. I don't really, and that sounds really like, oh, woozy and. No, you know. no, I mean, <laughs> it makes complete sense. Just to be, just be financially free and content cool. with what I'm doing. Yeah. That's really yeah. it. Um, and I'm sure that is Aaron Draplin's goal as well, which is sort of a weird, a weird thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in it for being this design legend anymore. And I think that's also helped me. Um, and, and again with social media like another epiphany another change in mindset has been i don't need to be a thousand likes on every post i've just really honestly I've, i'll do some work and i'll think okay cool well, let's post it um i'm really not thinking about the likes at this stage and of the year maybe it changes next year i don't know but it's it's been good to sort of step back and think okay i don't really need to be on social media i don't need to be scrolling i don't need to be looking at things and it feels like every time every podcast i do we talk about the bad things of social media but it swallows so many people up at the age of I think it's it's all about balance with social media so i can't say that i've ever been um like too obsessed with uh kind of too into numbers and likes and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but i i used to be pretty bad with comparison i could see like work with other people are doing and be like oh i'm not doing that but now i look at it and i'm like how do they do it and yes. it's that kind of simple shift of, of going from why can't i to how and that's, I found that has, has helped me. Um, but yeah, social media is, there's good things, there's bad things. Um, I think there's just more negatives, so it outweighs it. Um, but like, yeah, com- exactly the same with posting. Um, if I do something that looks cool, or like I want to share something, I'm like, yeah, psh, whoop, send it, gone, done. But I don't really think twice. I'm not like, oh, should I, should I put this filter on it, or this, or this? Um, and if I don't post for a week, then I don't post for a week. You know, that, that's not the end of the world. Um, and so I think I, I use it more of a, like a tool, like a sharing tool, um, and an archive like we were talking about at the beginning. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's the way I've always used it. Um, I, I've had spurts where I've been like, oh, this post didn't get that many likes, but I can't say I've had that too often. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a good, uh, 
good little shift if, if people are struggling with it at home try and think of of how how people have done their work rather than being jealous of it i know it's easy to say but it takes time to realize that because it takes a long time yeah yeah almost like, like even, a year a year amount of time yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like even with this talk about mindset stuff and about kind of how we were um i guess stubborn uh, stubborn naive i don't know which one you'd use again visual person not words <laughs> um but kind of how me and mark were at the, at the start of the year it takes a little bit of time to kind of develop the way you think it doesn't happen like that you know you have to have these conversations and you have to have people tell you different ways of thinking and i'm sure the way like what we're talking about now this time next year we might see everything completely differently you know, and that's, that's okay. That's a part of the, the process of just developing the way you think and the kind of admitting, being able to admit the way you were. Like I'm very open to saying that I was very naive at the start of the year. Um, again, going back to that egotistical thing, I'm not, again, I find egotistical is quite a strong term. So I'm not sure if it was in the sense that that word is, um, but nonetheless, it was like, we were quite stuck. At least I found I was quite stuck in my way and I wasn't really open to, to thinking about anything else when now, you know, I'm not, and, but that took, you're right. That took 12 months. Yeah. Right. Um, but then 12 months time from now, we might think very differently. We might have a completely different mindset. The chances are we will. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's a part of it. And I think people get a bit scared about that learning. Um, well, and, about that sort of thing. And, and hopefully it will. Right. Hopefully we do get a new mindset and develop and, and, Maybe, <laughs> even if it's not just completely swift like maybe it's not as drastic as this year but hopefully it's developed um but yeah i, I, I mean sorry go you never know whether it'll be kind of drastic or not you you find out at the end of the year right exactly exactly hindsight's a beauty <laughs> <laughs> uh to be honest from my from my um my end and i definitely think it was egotistical and um I think if I look back, I, I really, really regret some of the stuff that I've been egotistical about, like even in, in designs class and even at Shillington Design College, I just think it was so arrogant um, in some ways or very egotistical about about wanting to be the best or thinking I was a bit better than others. Or I just think, uh, yeah, that's a real trap if, if you, some people can get into maybe maybe no one else is into that but um i think i got into it and uh you can look back on it and think what a dickhead <laughs> just, i mean uh, i you know i've got a lot of respect for you being able to look at yourself yeah. from a couple of years ago and and admit that right because that's that's a big thing to kind of look at how you were and look at how you are now and be like oh yeah i was i was a bit of a dick you know or i shouldn't have done this um but where, where do you think that came from do you think that came from again social media or do you think it came from like youtube videos do you think it came from this um skill that you had that other people didn't necessarily have developed at the time or yeah i think it i think it was a bit i mean in in college and sort of shillington era um and probably my first work experience as well thinking i was the dog's bollock sort of thing at the next like the shit hot designer <laughs> um which definitely i'm not and wasn't then um I, I yeah i think it was a bit of youtube videos influence from there and also just thinking i'm going to be the next aaron draplin uh sort of side thing okay okay um well it, that's not as a bad because he's nothing he's not that sort of person he's not that egotistical but that, so. that kind of level yeah yeah that's it um and and yeah i don't know how i've got out of it really i think it's just time sort of realizing and time yeah realization yeah yeah because i don't think um i can't say personally that i've ever had that where like i go into somewhere and i'm like i'm the dog's bollocks yeah um, yeah 
but you know <laughs> I, I kind of I so I, funny to say I love that phrase it's so English uh, but I, like I love the fact that you've kind of gone through this and you've had all these conversations and you are so again going back to the kind of right at the start of the conversation kind of bringing it back in um, you were saying how was this something you could learn you're a prime example of how you've learned this mindset maybe it might have a bit of personality trait in it but if you look at the way you were in college when you kind of had this this kind of uh, arrogance of sorts to you and you look at yourself now the impression that i get is no uh, no arrogance or dog's bollocksness at all <laughs> so I'm you are about that. a prime example of that that kind of mindset shift just from starting the podcast you know yeah, yeah. you've done 150 episodes so that's a lot of time but nonetheless through all that time you've completely flipped your your thinking like 180 degrees you ever thought about listening to your first podcast and seeing how you thought and even like articulated uh i've listened to it a couple of times i listened to bits of it a couple of times since i've since i've got to sort of 100 episodes um and i hate it i really really hate that episode uh, i feel bad for um the guy that i was into all there was all there was someone else yeah yeah it was uh it so the whole the whole thing about this podcast was gonna be really minimal effort uh five minute podcasts and starting it starting off in that way and then just try and see just asking the same questions each time just really really minimal effort podcast and i just quickly realized sort of by episode 20 there's so much more to learn and take away from the guests and also there's so much more i could develop as a host um which so then it develops into this longer form uh chat where it's pretty much no scripts uh, and now it's basically now i've gone into a podcast i'm this one's just like oh let's do a podcast uh, there's yeah. no scripts and we just start talking and I've, i think I've it's learned... good in the script because we i mean we've kind of accidentally just stumbled across all these different topics right yeah and it's just like a genuine conversation there's no scriptedness there's no oh here's the bullet points we're gonna hit because you just i think naturally you just kind of bounce from topic to topic yeah and that's that's I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that in episode 50 because I wouldn't have developed that that um, uh, conversational brain like where you, where you can just have a conversation yeah. with everyone. Yeah, uh, That's one I thing I've, I've worked on. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting thing. So kind of, again, bouncing from topic to topic. At the start of the year, what episode were you on for Creative Waffle? 100. I think we've hit 100. 100. So yeah. How do you find your social skills slash conversation skills compared to January? now do you think you have better conversations do you think you take more from them or or, or what i think it's a lot more relaxed um i mean the, okay. the hundredth podcast was a stefan sagmeister so it's a bit of a hard comparison because it's obviously gonna be i'm gonna be more stressed um, yeah but yeah i think it's, it's so much more relaxed now and i can i can just record a podcast and not worry about the microphone or not worry about the video um just have just have, literally just have a chat and see how it comes out and just but I'm, I'm doing it more for my, the development of my design and brain um rather than do it for the podcast and that might sound a bit strange but no 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 i think that's a good way to look at it because um so from what i'm understanding you're having these conversations with all these people and, and, and kind of gathering as much as you can to develop the way you think and yeah. then the podcast ends up being a byproduct of that that's exactly it yeah. so you you have the conversation for you but it just happens to be that it's being recorded and put online at the same time. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to kind of a good structure to have because then it makes sure that you're, I mean, like kind of exactly how you said, it makes sure that you're not stressed over it. You are just 
calling a friend or calling a, a you know, work colleague of some kind um, to just have a chat. I say work colleague, I mean like Instagram colleague, you know, influencer. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, you get to meet people in the industry and just, you know, pick the brain, see how they tick. I think it's, uh, it's I love this whole conversation where you're talking about change and mindset. Um, I think a lot of 21 year olds could could do a listen to this conversation and see how just just realizing how their own mindset's changed. Um, oh, definitely. You uh, have to reflect. That's a big thing. Hmm. And do you, do you think a lot of a lot of people are always do that? Do you think a lot of people are always reflect, or they just? Because I, I don't know. I'll let you yeah, answer. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, so if I'm going off kind of my friends and people around me, I know some people that don't, but then I know some people who who, who have kept journals for you know three four years. And they write about how they're feeling and what they've done every day. But then I know some people that at least aren't public about their reflection. But then again, I can't say that I have these kind of conversations day to day. You know, just maybe the, the people that I'm around and the atmosphere that I'm in. Um, don't worry, I love having these conversations and they happen every now and again. But maybe that's why, I'm not sure about you, but I quite enjoy these conversations because they're quite rare. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and we we did do it with Matt Roth on the podcast until I did have these conversations every day for a week, and it, yeah, and it really tires you out. Yeah, yeah, it gets you, it gets you really burnt out a little bit and, and tired. Um, it's about finding the balance, I think, and I think if you have someone in your friend group or your network or your creative group that you can have these conversations with every now and again, that's great. But I definitely think there's a limit to these conversations. But I do. Yeah, I think it's, I think it just depends on the person, whether they reflect or not. And I, I think naturally everyone reflects a little bit, right? Even if that's, you know, scrolling through their Instagram posts and seeing last year they took a selfie where they had different colored hair, you know, whatever that is. I think everyone has a different way of reflecting. Um, this year, ours just happens to be more mindset based than anything. But then I think it was, you know, I've been following you for quite some time now, I think about it. Uh, I think it was uh, this time last year, you posted a comparison picture of your 2017 yeah, yeah. and your 2018 and you lost so much weight. Yeah. Kind of this just, year you fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, like this year you've reflected more on mindset. Last year you probably reflected more on your weight. So it, it changes year to year. I'll be honest. I mean, that, that was the fitness stuff was, um, it wasn't like a conscious weight loss thing. Um, I just I just put the two pictures next to each other. I was like, "Fuck, that's, that's like a, <laughs> yeah. a crazy weight." That's a crazy transformation. That uh, I still don't have those six pack abs, which I really want. But yeah, one, uh, one day, one day, one day. That's it. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> long, uh, the, long game, flag design, but, long game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just from eating shit, um, from being a powerlifter, <laughs> just eating everything, and then just playing football and not eating everything. It's uh, it really changes. Um, switching to cardio. So have you quit powerlifting? Well, you know, that's not a complete 180. Uh, I'm talking about talking about something that isn't designed on a design podcast. Why not? Yes, let's do it. Uh, no, I'm physical and mental. You know, it all feeds in. The physical. I mean, that's that's definitely something that the design community lacks, and I talk about it as much as I can on this podcast mm -hmm. because it's something that we all need to do more is get some more exercise. Uh, mm -hmm. And designers don't do it enough. Don't do it enough. Whether that's just stretching in the morning or stretching at lunchtime because you're stiff from working or sleeping. Yeah, that just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the, the hunched over shoulders and the and the claw fingers you just need to stretch every now and then um lift up some weights <laughs> yeah, yeah um just have a bit of a walk uh but anyway yeah there's there's so much so much benefit to that people need to do that um yeah anyway uh what was i saying? 
So I was um so I was reading uh what's it oh what was oh no I thought I well, whether I was reading something listening to something I can't remember but nonetheless it was by this um, blender artist don't ask me how I ended up watching this video um, but it was essentially along the lines of if you kind of get stuck in a rut or you can't um, push past an idea take a break go for a walk go for a run go to the gym go do something away come back and you'll more than likely have it and that rest or even whether that's like you know going going to the gym coming back an hour later and getting on with it or even taking a day break two days break and doing something else it completely like clears your uh, like brain fog of sorts and then you're like oh yeah oh, i know how to fix that problem or i know how to make this design look better but you get so sucked into it because you're pouring your heart and soul into it that you just forget to breathe it's true yeah i, I definitely noticed that uh when i'm going to the gym and just having something that's taking your mind off of design and then open just again yeah it doesn't have to be extreme you don't have to be going to the gym oh yeah no no but, um, just, you know, a quick you know 20 minute 30 minute stroll you know i think it's, it's hard, so hard though isn't it to break that barrier of actually getting out and doing it because it is you, you're in the, you're on the work you want to get the work done you want to try and solve that problem now it feels almost like you're procrastinating if you don't when it, yeah it's very again maybe this might be something we reflect on next year and we think very differently about but i yeah same thing where you're in the middle of it and you're like i don't want to leave because i'm yeah. you know you're like oh i'm so close when you really you're just stuck in your own head and you can't get around that um so the couple of times that i've done it i'm like gone to the gym and taken a walk or whatever and come back and i'm like oh yeah of course yeah i know how to fix that but then you you're in the moment so you don't really turn on that kind of logical part of your brain <laughs> um but yeah maybe that's something to work on for the next year you know have you ever thought about like writing things down on post-it notes and sticking around your computer as a constant reminder? So I, thought, I might do that next year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I've recently over the past month started getting into like sketchbooking. Or I said, not really sketchbooking is the wrong word, but just kind of having a notebook around. You know, just having a book where I just scribble everything in. Um, and I started, uh, I said last couple of months, started at the start of this year in January. Um, and I got a little um, kind of uh, A6 book from one of my flatmates. And I used it, I've only just filled it up, um, but I used it throughout this entire year. So whenever I kind of had an idea, I just write it down in this tiny little book and I flick through it now and I can see all my ideas in January, February, March, April, and it helped quite a lot. And then I started moving into kind of having my own personal like A5, A4 books just for jotting down notes. Nice. I've found that it helps me remember stuff. Even just, like I, I, I did used to do the sticky note thing, but I got too many. <laughs> But yeah, I found that just writing stuff down kind of helps, even if it like, it's, you can barely read it, you know, even if you're literally just scribbling on paper, it helps sometimes with like getting ideas out and kind of developing stuff. Cause I'm, I've always been very digital. Do you journal at all? No, don't journal. That's, that's one. So my stuff, uh, or the reason I write and kind of write stuff down is more like reminders for like projects or, you know, Oh, try this out or try this. Or like, I'll draw a little sketch of it just to remember it. But no, I don't really write i don't really kind of write about how my day was how i felt um personally i don't think that would help me um but I, i've seen it help other people yeah but maybe it's worth a try you know I, I don't know i haven't tried so i can't say that i know what it's like yeah same here same here you, you journal do you like sketchbook work or anything like that no no i just don't don't do any of that um i'd like to i'd like to fill up all my field notes that i have 
But, uh, <laughs> I hardly ever do sketches for like for work these days. It's so bad. Yeah, see, so I, I was the other way around. I used to only do digital stuff. Yeah. And I started sketching and I found that I get, well, when I start projects, I usually start a little bit faster because I have everything on paper. Um, I read that all the time. And people were like, oh, you know, the pen to paper connection, it's only blah, 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 blah. And I was always like, nah, no, it's not, no way. <laughs> and then when I started doing it, I was like, I see what they mean. Mm. Um, and it's not like a crazy difference. It's not going to, you know, <laughs> it's not clickbait. Start writing on paper and you'll get a million next year. No, it's none of that. But it just kind of helps you be a bit clearer. At least it helps me kind of be a little bit clearer sometimes. But then again, sometimes I forget to write things down. You know, sometimes I'll just go back to the way I did it. Um, but I find that it's, it's a little useful to have like a notebook or a piece of paper or anything just to have all your ideas in a collective space. That's the one thing that I do now that you've mentioned it, have everything written down is in like pencil, pen rather than uh, digital is gym workouts. Like I'm making sure that I have like a, okay. right, like yeah. a physical record of it. Cause it, I, I feel like it's, if it's written down or, or typed out, like I've got it in a sheet now and I just, I just keep up the weights. <laughs> yeah. I just keep up the weights now uh, and then print it out, but I have to tick the box every time I've done a set. Um, so that makes me more accountable in a way. So I, I always go into the gym and when I didn't have this written down and, and sorted, I would just do, just fuck around basically and just do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I've got it written down and sorted and, and actually like on a schedule, I have to do it. I feel like, I feel like there's like a, I need to do that. That's, that's written down for me. I sort of like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, I get it. Way. I find, um, so another thing about writing down what I kind of, uh, I've, I've learned is that with to-do lists, um, I'm quite, a, I'm, I'm really bad for this. I'll make a thousand to-do lists over and over and over again. Um, but I found that doing it on paper and like crossing it out yeah. is quite satisfying. Um, and it, it sounds really strange, right? Cause you're literally just putting a line through a word, but putting a line through a word feels better than like just backspacing a couple of times. Yeah. And 100%. that's kind of where it started. I started to realize that I was like, Oh, what would happen if I started writing more stuff down? Um, and again, it's not like a, I don't write every moment of my life down, but I just have paper on me, whether it's in my, like my rucksack or just on my desk, just so I can write something down. Um, maybe, maybe it's something to try. Right? If you feel like you want to get into, if it works with the gym stuff, why not try it with work stuff? It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do definitely have um, lots of notes on my phone. Oh, I don't, don't even talk to me about that. I <laughs> didn't know it's everywhere. I've started doing something, which is a bit strange when I admit it out loud. Um, but do you use a uh, Google Keep? No. Okay, well, so it, it's Google's not taking like uh, software or like app. Um, but you, just, you kind of type in it and it saves like a post-it note, but you can voice record. Mm. So sometimes when I like, I need to get an idea out and I can't be bother typing it, I'll just start talking to my phone in public. Um, but... I found that that really helps because you can like literally hear yourself think and then just write it down again afterwards when you get home or when you sit down again. Yeah. Uh, and it seems very strange, I will admit, but it does help, at least for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that working. Uh, I think my, my version of that would be like, I, so I did some videos um, of sort of half podcast series, which sort of fell off a cliff in the end uh, of just sort of mm-hmm. diary ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Max, uh, I keep up to date. Hey. Uh, I'm planning, I'm not planning to bring it back, but I'm planning to bring it back in a different way. So next year I want to do 12 challenges, one each month, and do it for the whole month. 
Have you ever watched uh, Matt Diavella? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know you. I see where you're getting that from. Yeah. Uh, um, there's also a guy called um, Nathaniel. Yeah, Nathaniel Drew. Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, this whole mindset thing, maybe it's the people that we watch. Are we the same person? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's it. We just. Yeah. When did I mean, you find these guys? Did you find them this year? No, I think end of last year. Uh, well, Matt Devella end of last year, I think maybe, maybe not. Nathaniel Drew for me was this year because he. Yeah, really, I think so as well. Um, Matt Devella, I can't remember to be honest, but I think it might have been a, maybe about a year or so. Yeah, mm. so maybe yeah, probably really similar. Right, no, both, was, I can't remember. But yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of along those lines uh, of uh, their yeah, videos, yeah. Um, and I, I just. Okay, so the whole series is going to be called Night Shift. And the reason behind that is because I did the Shane Sainsbury's Night Shift last year, December, uh, for a whole month and um, to pay for Creative Self. And this year, I haven't really had that sort of struggle. I haven't really had that that, that grittiness of Sainsbury's or, or like the hardship of working a night shift. Um, and I felt like it's been a bit easy. You know, it's not been easy, but I've, I've pushed myself to certain yeah. things. But um, yeah, I just I feel like I need some sort of challenge in 2020. Uh, and then maybe that New Year bounce. Everyone has the New Year bounce. Yeah. <laughs> We're all excited about it. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. But I mean, at the end of the day, even whether you hit 12 months or not, it's worth a try. Mm. I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they say something that they're going to do and they maybe don't do it. We're just, you know, as long as you try, as long as you try your best, yeah. even if it, if it does fail and you don't, you kind of end up not doing it, you've still given it a go. There's so many things like that there for this year. So many things I've I've tried and, and it's failed. Like for example, the I did put two podcasts a week for the first three months. Yeah, of the year. I remember you talking about this and you were just knackered yeah. from doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it just failed because uh, and, and I look back at it and I'm like, oh, well, that went well, but change <laughs> things happen. Well, yeah, you've got like you wouldn't. That might have been the boom of creative waffle. You might have done that and then all of a sudden you gained you know a hundred thousand listeners, or you might have lost some, you know, there's, there's no, I think I lost some, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But like, you don't, you don't know that that's going to happen if you don't try it. Right. Yeah. Even if it is just for a month, two months, three months, whatever, you have to give it that go to, to see. That's it. That's it. That's it. So these, these, the challenges next year is going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. First yeah, I one is it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go through them in another video, but the first one's like a fitness challenge and really getting it sorted because I want them to become habits as well. It's not just like giving them up after the end of the year. Uh, you're really a Matt Diavella fan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I think I've, uh, I'm worried that it's going to go too far into this sort of betterment because I had a bit of a, an issue with these uh, Mark the Waffle Diary episodes where like, I just wanted to be better. I just want to work more efficient and, and just kept going into the spiral of it. And eventually I was just like, none of this matters. <laughs> I just need to relax a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I think as long as you're, I, this is kind of going back to what half an hour ago, but as long as you're happy and as long as you're, you're kind of, you know, well, yeah, as long as you're happy with the work you're doing and the time you're putting in, then you're good. If you want to be more efficient at working, then you do that, but it's very incremental changes. You don't just go, Oh yeah, this week I'm going to work better. Mm. But then the next week you're probably going to be burnt out. Exactly. Exactly. So, hard. so you just kind of have to, it's like tiny, tiny changes or even just like being, um, being consistent. I think that's a big thing. Just being consistent and showing up every day, doing a bit of work every day, you're going to get better, but it just takes time. Like if I look at when I started university three years ago, my work was, well, now I really like my work, nice. but in the next three years, I'm going to be like, oh, my work when I graduated was awful. You know, it's, but 
it's taken me all this time to get to a point now and it's going to take me more time to keep progressing but i don't worry about rushing it you know mm. i think that's i mean i think i did for a little while i was always like trying to get stuff done faster but now i'm i'm quite well a little bit more relaxed about that improvement but yeah i definitely noticed with the mark the waffles you always seem to spiral in be better be better be better rather than you didn't seem happy with yourself i think is yeah but now from just talking to you for like the past hour you seem a bit more happier in just you like design work fitness everything aside just as a person you seem a bit happier you seem a lot happier yeah and yeah obviously there's something obviously there's stuff i can improve on and i want to but yeah you're right you're totally right um is it is it got any things you want to change next year anything that you any big personal goals that you want to accomplish next year um no i don't not really to be honest with you just just keep keep doing what i'm doing you know um i've never really been one for oh pardon me i've never really been one for new year's resolutions just because i'm of the mindset of if you want to do it do it now sort of nice. thing um but yeah just kind of keep going i'm sure goals will come up you know, you know they'll come and go as the months go by but just just keep being consistent yeah i guess that's the a pretty big thing is just making sure that i'm doing something you know every day every week every month whatever that happens to be i think we spoke about it before of um it might have been a couple months ago now but we were talking about uh, i think it was feeling productive or something we were listening like over instagram dms i think i replied to one of your posts and you asked me what i did to feel like i was constantly progressing that was it um and i said always having some kind of little project on whether that's a big project that you're working on all day every day or whether that's something that you're working on for three hours every week it's still something and mm. you know i find that I, I guess i mean i'm at uni so i've constantly got you know assignments and modules and stuff so i guess it might be a bit different when i graduate but that's kind of what the way i've been thinking for the past little bit well, wanting to be productive and keeping productive. yeah just like just keeping keeping something on the back burner always having just always having something to do because you ever finish client work and like passion projects and you're just kind of sat there and you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to be like, oh, I can carry on with, you know, so-and-so project. And then some days you want to kick your feet up and watch Netflix, go for it. You know, it's all about just being consistent overall. You don't have to do something every single day or you don't have to be working towards a project every single day. As long as you're doing it, you know, every week, every month then by the end of the year, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've made this progress. But again, yeah, so don't yeah. Long-term wins, yeah. That's, that's all about. Long-term gain. I like that. And that's, that's what was, um, I think it was Laura and Matt, this, like the last episode I put out, Creative Waffle, I think we talked about it being like, um, like a muscle like, not burning Nifty out. Fox. Yeah, Nifty Fox, yeah. 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 Um, which we mentioned you in that episode, I think. Uh, did you? Oh, oh, yeah, oh. We did indeed. I think, yeah, I'm not sure if we, okay, I can't say that bit, but we edited a couple of bits out where we, we, uh, we I can't really say this, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I can be later. But, uh, yeah. You so, edited some comments out. Huh? You edited, like, some sections out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think we, we discussed it being, like, a muscle and, and a whole body, a whole, because that, that podcast was burnout heavy, and we were talking about being, like, a, like a gym reference, so, we can't really go to the gym six days or seven days a week and 
like do a full-on workout so why are we doing that with our lives why are we doing that for work ethic as well why yeah. are we telling our kids to well instagram graphic design like people telling <laughs> telling us to work seven hours or seven days a week where when if that was fitness we would literally tear a muscle um, yeah. and then you'd be out for like six weeks yeah exactly and that's the same thing with with your brain like if, if you're constantly on you will tear a muscle you will like be burnt out eventually mm. um unless you're on drugs uh, <laughs> different story or like like yeah i don't know how gary v does it but i'm sure he's on some sort of drug honestly um, i'm gonna be like, yeah i think have you seen that, like his eyes the way he looks at the camera <laughs> uh, he's got like, an intensity to him that i've never seen in any other person i always wonder with him whether it's about what it's like off camera uh, what is it? I, I've never really been 100% sure. As much I, as I think it's, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think off camera, he's like, Phew. I think it's all, it's a brand. Gary V is a brand. And his whole kind of um, ethos and, and, and the way Gary V works is to push, you know, work, 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 work. But, you know, surely he has a Sunday where his feet are up and he's watching Netflix all day, you know? Or like he's kind of out with the family, you know, he, but he doesn't show that. And again, you only show what you want to be seen. So, but then maybe he is just like that. I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely not good to compare yourself to him. And that's why I've oh, no, no. another thing that I've learned this year. I mean, I don't know how long you've got. We could probably wrap up in a minute. But um, well, I've got time, is it? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> well, you got to go. No, no, I've got time. It's all good. So uh, I don't know. Obviously, it's not good to compare yourself to him. Um, and, and he's, a, he's a different breed yeah and and that's, that's no, i think i've definitely done it in the past you, you compare yourself to him and you, you have him as your wallpaper on your phone and like and that mindset of just let's get everything done now and i want to do it now and that's that's probably when the arrogance set in back back in the uh back in the good old you've days been of college. For a long time sorry you've been following gary v and, and that kind of sphere for a long time yeah 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 i mean 2016 i went to an event in london and saw him and met him and i actually still got the thing it's over there i actually still got the signed like canvas uh, hey, wow. um it says it, it says mark and he signed it and got hearts on it and i still like him i, I mean i do like his he's, he's like he's a great guy but i think um i mean and now now you kind of say you were a fan of him when you were younger i understand why he might have had such an impression on you because i think when you are younger you look for these mentors yeah um, so maybe that's that's why. But yeah, he's still like he, he's a great guy. He he does a lot of stuff. But personally, some of the the stuff he puts across, I don't really agree with. Mm. Like one of the biggest ones is that I see pop up in my recommendations all the time. Is like, oh, work throughout all of your twenties and enjoy your thirties. And if you watch the video, he basically says, work seven days a week. Don't have friends. Don't go out and party. Don't drink. Yeah. And then do all that when you're thirty. And it's like, you would just drive yourself mad. And you I might think, die. You oh, might die. I, honestly, I, like if you worked that much, like I uh, definitely, I, I really like the point about having um, like your your brain is like a workout thing, like with the burnout stuff. Mm. It's um, easy to relate to. That's why it's easy to understand that. That's why yeah, I definitely. Like it. I mean, if you did work seven days a week for however many hours, you just go mad. And I think again, jumping back to consistency, being consistent in any sense of the word, whether that's a couple hours a day, whether that's nine to five, whatever that's a, so much better than like doing seven days of pure working, but then you'll be burnt out for like a week. But so let's say, like, if I give an example, let's say I worked four hours Monday through Friday, and then you did seven days a week, 12 hours a day. 
the chances are I would get more work done than you in a month because you would work so much one week and then take three weeks off, but then I'd be working throughout sort of thing. And so, yeah, but then I my, like, my mind's like, oh, what my mind's like, well, what happens if I did work seven days a week full on and kept it going? Yeah. <laughs> That's my, I definitely used to think that. And, and then, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow, <laughs> 100%, I used to think oh, I can keep this up and keep it going, and and I haven't really had burnout, and I don't want to don't want to say that I have really had it, but I've just felt a bit shit. Um, I guess it's on yeah, it's, level. It's, yeah, no, I get that. I don't, I don't know if I've been burnt out. I don't know how that actually feels, but there's been points where I'm like I'm in the middle of working, and I'm like, I just feel awful, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I just want to play the Xbox, so just go and do it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's just have some discipline not to do that every day. <laughs> yeah, and even if you do that every day, just make sure you're doing work before it, you know, and just have that little bit of discipline. And I think that goes a long way because that discipline leads to consistency, you know. Discipline equals freedom, Jocko Wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other topic getting, getting talking about the whole oh, get up at 4 30 a.m. and you know, start your day with oh, it's like. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 he's another guy that I look up to um, and we'll, it's funny looking back at all the people I look up to and like realising what I don't like about each of them so I've got pictures and I know this sounds weird again I've got a picture of six people on my um, on my uh, my wall above my desk uh, one of them is Gary Vee one of them is Jocko Winnick I've got Joe Rogan on there I've got um, Jordan Peterson on there I've got Aaron Draplin on there maybe it's five might be a sixth one. I can't remember the sixth one. I think it's five. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like all those people. And there is I think it's stuff. good to have mentors. I think it's really good that you have these people that you look at and you're like, you know, I want to get to their work level. But then you're also going, I don't want to, you know, fry my brain. I think that, yeah, I think there's been a shift. And talking about mindset shifts, and this is, comes in nicely with the whole episode, is that there is a time when I'm, I'm feeling productive. I want to get on it and I want to do stuff. But there's also a time where you realise that you can't be like every single one of those people. You you try and pick certain things from all of them, and and, and just fit it into your own life. And you're not those people. So if you want to take a trait from um, someone like Gary V, if you want to take his energy when you're on camera, or you want to take his uh, work ethic, try and incorporate a little bit of that. I mean, yeah, I think it's, so, it's comparison and copying, isn't it? That's kind of you don't ever want to compare yourself to people and you don't ever want to copy people because if it works for them the chances are it probably won't work for you so you kind of find your way of working and if that is pulling stuff from other people and i think subconsciously we do that anyway with experience uh, with kind of like experience and and seeing people and then taking influence from these people you naturally kind of feel like oh that's cool i'm going to try that myself if it works you're like i'll keep doing that if it doesn't work you're like all right, let me try something else. And you keep trying all these different experiences. And eventually you're like, oh yeah, okay, I figured it out. But then, you know, you're constantly like adding to it rather than going, oh yeah, Gary V works 12 hours a day. Let me just take that and try it. And you, I don't like him mentioning his name on the episode, but it's just someone that like, has impacted not, my life a lot. Yeah, so. no, no, definitely. Like he's, don't get me wrong, he's a great guy. Like he's, he's very inspiring for a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of people are very, very low point in their lives. And he's the person that kicks up the ass and gets them to go, which is great. But with everything, there's good things and bad things to advice. You take the advice you want. You don't need to take all the advice. And I think 
kind of like me and yourself who kind of found these people a little bit younger when we were like 17, 18, we were a bit more impressionable mm-hmm. and we would just take on all the advice when that's not the way to go. I don't, that's not the way he puts it across, but I think when you're a little younger, that's the way you, you interpret that. Yeah. I always say that I was, I almost found like the YouTube, um, like self-improvement gurus at such a young age, like too young. Um, the first one, oh. first one was Ty Lopez. Um, I've never been a fan of Ty. Is I've like saw a, Facebook things. Like I never, he was a meme to me before I found out about him. <laughs> so I was like, I, I never found him like as a, as a self-help guru of sorts or self-improvement. So I think I found him too young that, that it was before his, like before everyone backlashed against him. Um, yeah. And I was like, I, I was watching all of his stuff and I, I even, I just got so deep into him. It's not good. It's not good. Um, people that I like, you find out. People like Matt Diavella are like people that I genuinely kind of look at and I'm like, cool guy. You know, yeah. he works, he works very hard, but he also, you know, he has his wife at home. He's just moved. He's all this. He includes all this in his videos. So you can see that he's not a work machine. He might want to try and improve himself all the time, but he's not like an extremist in that sense. And I think that's really, really good to see someone like him in the self-improvement space. He is, yeah. He is, is very transparent and honest and open. And that's what I, I like. That's about he, his challenges. he kind of, I'm not sure about you, but for me, he just appeared. Um, and then 3T1, he blew up. Like he got so many subscribers all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and I think his transparency is definitely why, because he shows most parts of his life. And I think that's just really, really nice to see that someone of, you know, he's kind of, he's working on these big companies. He's working, he's got a film with Netflix and all this kind of stuff. He's just a normal person. And I think sometimes you forget that people that are how, you know, have this massive work are just regular people like, you know, like the rest of us, but we kind of put them on a pedestal of some kind sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I've definitely done that before with designers. And I tell a lot of people at Creative South and, and, and when you go to places like Creative South and Crop and you're all on the same level, you realize that you actually realize, you understand actually just because they're on stage the next minute you're speaking to them at the bar like they're not the same they're not even higher than than you yeah. like it's so refreshing but, I mean, it's uh, kind of like you i guess when i when i first met you um i, I think i told you this in person say with matt roth um when we first met i was like oh my god it's blue deer design i've just followed you guys for the past i mean i think i i knew of matt but i followed you for a good six or seven months before we met um, and I had no idea that you were going until I saw it on the, the Duda Club Instagram page. And I was like, is that? No way. And obviously I clicked on it. It was like following. And I was like, no way. It's that guy. Um, and then we met and it was like, just met the person. But to me, you were an Instagram profile. And you were someone over a kind of, you know, Instagram stories and stuff. It's like Matt. Matt is very on top of posting kind of, you know, face to camera videos. And he talks through a lot of stuff, which is great. But you don't, you see him as a person but you see him more as an Instagram profile. But then when you meet him, you're like, oh, okay, I can see it now. And now when I see his stories, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Matt. Rather than, oh yeah, it's like the man behind the brand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's some good things from this podcast. We've learned, we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned, uh, well, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah. I've enjoyed yeah, it. We've been, we've been moving forward and, and looking back and developing. It's always really good to, to do this at the end of the year, I think. Definitely. Um, I, I like setting goals myself in 2020. I like setting challenges. Yeah, I think, my... it's, I think it's good to do. Like, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really too much for New Year's resolutions, but that doesn't mean I don't sell. You know, I still have the odd goal here and there where I'm like, oh, by this month, I want to do this. Or, it's not resolutions, it's goals. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. what the difference is. Like resolutions, 
just sounds a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the connotation behind resolutions is they all fail. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like setting new goals for the new year, I'm all about that. You know, I'm all about being like, oh, I want to be fitter this year. I want to do this this year. You know, I think it's good to have those in mind. Um, but then there's some of them where, um, so, I mean, I've been going to the gym for, you know, a, a good amount of time. But I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be the person to be like, oh, yeah, I'll start in January. I just, if I was like, oh, I'll start now. Well, nah, it's Christmas. But, you know, <laughs> I guess it depends on what the goal is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. I think especially going into 2020, it's, it's, it's what a year. 2020 it sounds like the future. And it's going to be. I graduate in 2020. You know how weird that is to me? Yeah. I go into the real world. Whoa. <laughs> Is that something you're scared of? No, I'm actually quite looking no. forward to it. Nice. Um, don't get me wrong, I've loved uni. I'm still enjoying it. Um, as stressful as it can be sometimes, it's a good time. Met good people. I get good assignments. I get good briefs. Um, but I'm ready to go into the world of work. Is that freelance? Is that, oh, is that working for a company? I don't know, you know? Um, but I'm okay with that, that I don't really know what's happening. Um, I like that. Yeah, I'm kind of linking it all the way back to the start. As long as I'm making something, whether that's is that photography, is that videography, is that design, is that this kind of content, um, I'll be happy with that. And then we'll go from there. I like it. I like it. I think that's that's the thing. Like the whole the whole year has just been a bit of a realization of you just really relax a bit, just just chill out a bit sometimes. Yeah, I can completely agree. And that'll let you progress further. If you relax a bit, it'll let you push you further because you've got a bit of time to calm down. You've got a bit of time to re- replenish your your energy, and then you can rego again. Rego again, and yeah, then you can go again. Um, yeah, what a podcast! Thank you very much for being on the podcast. <laughs> no, no worries. Thank you for having me. I think this is this some really nice talks. You know what we should do? But what's the date today? Do it again next year, December sixteenth, December sixteenth, twenty twenty. We'll have the same like uh, podcast episode where we reflect on everything, but we'll take notes from this one mm. and talk about it again and see how different we think. I like it. I like it. That'd be, that'd be Sounds good. good. Uh, I'm gonna get this probably straight out as well, like today. So, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Wow, Cause you the, sure, the, like it's quick. <laughs> it's because the other podcasts, I, I need to, the, I need more time to edit them. I feel like this one I could just take it and put it online. Um, yeah, that's not like I hope that's not this to you, but <laughs> no, 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 no. I, mean, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, where can people find you and check you out and uh, yeah, say hello to your internet? Uh, every insta, every social handle is Drew KXNG. It's Drew King, but with the I replaced with an X. Website is drewkxng.co.uk. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the same thing. Awesome. There you go. Check him out. And uh, check out Blue Day Design, Creative Waffle. See you in the next podcast. Uh, we'll be doing I think I'm gonna do a, a big <laughs> podcast coming up at the end of this year. Um, a few things are coming next year, 2020. It's going to be a big year for the podcast. Um, big change for the podcast uh which i haven't talked to anyone about yet so fingers crossed uh, you'll like it and yeah see you in the next one bye bye